When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. One of my favorite days of the week for podcasting because it is Ask Riley Day. Howdy, if you guys are new around these parts, because yay, there has been so many of you that are new around these parts here. Hello. I am Riley, your host for the evening and hopefully beyond, or the morning, or whenever you're listening to this. Um, I always like to talk about things on this podcast that are very real, dear to my heart, things that will make you laugh, things that will make you cry, and a lot of times make you go, what the f- did that girl just say? Those are my favorite. Um, but it's Ask Riley time, so this is the time where I just let you guys open it up and ask me whatever it is you want to know, and you guys always tend to come up with the best stuff and make my job super easy, so here we go. Um, somebody said, oh, somebody said no question, but congrats to charting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, uh, like I said this on the podcast yesterday that my podcast charted last week at number 235. Now I know a lot of my people might be like, uh, that's not a big deal. But for me, like, do you know how many, it's like, there's 2.5 million podcasts on Apple just alone. And it was in my category, so not all of Apple, but I don't care. It's still a big deal. Like in all of my category, when they put up the number one podcasts, they do it up to 200. So damn. And I've had this podcast for seven years now, but I relaunched it in March of last year. So it's not even been a year and it's charting already. I'm dying. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so someone said, can we do another Ask Lyric? Um, yes, we can do another Ask Lyric. Um, my little eight-year-old boy, he's really, really articulate. I hope he gets that from his mama. Like we just got his like, what are those scores are where they do like reading, communication, comprehension? And he was like, I don't know. I think the biggest score for each one was like, average was like 80 and then above average, like 114. He got like 147 on one of them. Like that's my kid. So yeah, we can do another ask lyric where we ask him questions about stuff because I think it's cute. Um, do you think you'll have Danny on to talk with you, Sarah and Natasha podcast? Um, I don't know. Uh, she's talked a lot about her journey and I would be happy to talk with her. Um, but I'm not sure if that's, I mean, I don't want to speak for her, but I, there wasn't like something so far in the plans, but I wouldn't be against it at all. I mean, I have nothing but good things to say about her. Um, how are you feeling? I am feeling frisky. No, I'm feeling really hopeful. I'm feeling really, really, really good. I'm feeling like manifestation is turned in my favor. Not that it wasn't always, but I feel like it's one of those moments where like, holy shit, it's all happening. Like all the hard work is coming to fruition. And that doesn't mean we slow down or stop. That means that like we just keep doing what we're doing and enjoy it. And that is the thing that I think I missed before. I was always so like, go, 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 ride, die hard. Blah, 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 blah. Now I want to enjoy a little bit of this. I want to sit back and go, yes, this is mine. I did that. We did that. We got this. Yeah. Um, 
What pop-ups do you have coming up? Good question. Um, I have one coming up for my candle business, House of W by Riley, if you guys don't know, on February 18th. That's coming up in a little bit. Um, I'm going to give you guys the location soon. We got this army is going to get that first in your email. So make sure you be checking it because it's me and so far two other creators, but we might be bringing on others. But to, today, actually, we're getting the details finalized and then we're going to put all that stuff out there. So it's a coming, friends, but I'm excited because that might be one. Or I'm, I'm probably going to do last year. I did, I, I did a lot of events, but because I'm focusing more on the podcasting and getting guests and pushing this and getting ads on it. So side note, if you know anybody, please hit me up at really, really podcast at gmail.com. Um, but I'm not going to do as many as I did last year. So if you were thinking you want to come say howdy and meet me, or if you want to obviously, hopefully take a candle home or some, see some of the new goodies, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, that would be the time to do it. February 18th. Um, I will give you guys that location soon. Um, oh, this is a good one. See, I love how it's all across the board, but it always catches me off guard. Um, what's the hardest moment you faced in your marriage? How did you both overcome it? Okay. Um, so I have been married to Marshall two and two years and some change. It'll be three years in September, which is crazy. We've been together five years. Um, and I think, cause I know you guys have heard the story at nauseum, but like we went through the rockiest ride before we got married, you know, pandemic, buying a house, selling a house, getting married. He had his avascular necrosis surgery where they had to build him a new hip six months into our relationship, two different miscarriages, my dog passing away, like all these things. Um, but of that, I think the hardest moment in our very young marriage so far, and they say that the first two years are the hardest, which I never really got that until I was in it. Cause I think everybody says that like marriage is no different. It's just a piece of paper when you've been together for a long time. Like if you're talking about like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, a hundred percent, that's true. But for Marshall and I, it, it did make things different in the best ways, but also like you have to learn how to fight when it's forever because fighting when it's just maybe kind of sort of for now is different than forever. You, you Like, I think that the hardest moments in our marriage were when I got fired in this last year um, because I lost so much of myself. I lost a lot of my identity for a while. And when that happens, I'll be very real here on really Riley like I tend to project a lot and in truth of it like one of the real reasons that I didn't go back into radio was for him and our family you know I had some potential offers that I didn't really chase because I didn't want to do that to him and his career and his life's work and my family and pick up everything we've built here and go. And now here it is sitting here charting on Apple. I'm glad as fuck that I didn't, but I was resentful of that for a little while. Um, and that was my choice, but you know, none of us are perfect. And I was very different from the woman that he married in the sense that I was really angry. And sometimes you, you hurt the ones you love. I love you, babe. Sorry. I don't say that lightly. We've had conversations, obviously, but it was difficult to grow and evolve through that. 
And thank God we did. And we're getting on the other side of that. But I wouldn't say that it was a fucking cakewalk. See, that's what a lot of people didn't understand when I got fired from radio. They're like, oh, it's just a job. Like, you know, it didn't. No, that was part of my identity. That was part of who I was for 20 years. That was like before I had kids, that was my life work. Before I had kids, that was like the thing that I guess saved me and also hurt me now that I know. But I had to, again reacquaint myself with myself and love myself first before I could come back to a space where I was sitting in my feminine energy, as they say, (laughs) Um, which is always hard for me because I was born with a V, but I got a strong set of balls. Um, And I think that there was a lot of sides of each other that we both didn't, hadn't seen before. Like he had seen me be more angry than he'd ever seen before. And I'd seen him be I don't know, it's not the weaker is not the word, but like slower to come into action for things because I was always the person that was like, I got this, we got this. And like, you know, didn't ask anybody for help. I wouldn't even let the man open my door for a long time. So I think there were times when I really needed help, like from a mental standpoint that he didn't recognize that because he was always so used to me coming out of it and just being strong. And there were times where I really needed help and I didn't ask for it and then it would get to the space where it's like the wound was like bleeding it's not where you first get a cut and you like put a tourniquet on it and you make it okay if I had asked for help there it might have been easier for him to jump into helping me this is like figuratively speaking but like I the wound was gushing and it was like oh god what do we, you know what do I do and I was in such a like awful post-traumatic like like cortisol spiking state that it's like, if it wasn't exactly what I needed at that time, I don't, I didn't really know how to handle it. And I also didn't know how to like be patient with him relearning this new person in front of him that needed help. So we've worked through it. But I think that that is the biggest thing about marriage that has been beautiful and hard for me because you are going to learn and grow and evolve as a person. That's the hope, right? Or at least for me and my marriage, it is. And you have to learn how to grow and evolve together. So it's ever changing. And it's always like something that comes up, but it's fucking worth it, at least to be married to him. Um, How did you feel when Natasha said she told Kane not to hire you? How do you feel about it now? So, in the podcast and the tell all that we did, if you haven't listened to them yet, it's um, episodes 10 and 11. It's a lot. I'm just going to warn you, get your tissues out. Um, Natasha revealed to me for the first time in 20 years since I've known her. And I'm granted, like we weren't like besties or knew each other closely throughout that, but that I've known of her that she had told Kane back in the day that she was never going to tell anybody how to, you know, how, tell him how to do his business or who to work with in terms of women. But the only thing she asked was for him not to hire me. Now, did I semi deserve that? Yeah, because back in the day when I was a dumb young kid and I wore that Kane has dreams about me shirt, if I, I said this to her too in the podcast, if I had been on the other side of that and some hoochie machuchi, and I'm talking about me as a hoochie machuchi, was wearing that shirt, there'd been scrappiness all over the studio. My hoochie hoops would have been flying all over that board. Shit, they would have been hanging from a microphone. And she never said anything about me about it. So, I mean, when she said that to me now, I, I mean, I guess I get it. I, like, so here in this space with her it's a completely different feeling and I just as much as I'm a hard ass I do always 
try now that I've grown, you know, or in years when I wasn't married and, you know, could be seen as a potential threat or whatever. I was, I tried as I got older to be very cognizant of like, I had guy friends all over. I still do to be respectful to their girlfriends and wives because now that I'm a wife, shit, don't cross that line. There's very few lines that you can cross that I will legit lose it and bust out with those hoochie hoops for real. And my husband and my kids are those. So, I mean, I don't feel any kind of way about it. I'm not like, well, fuck that, you know, because what's for you will always be for you. If that's not a testament, you know what I mean? Because years later, he ended up hiring me and it's not like a <laughs> to Natasha at all. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, I don't have any ill will there. It's not that at all. As a matter of fact, like it's funnier to me than anything now. And I, I think it's cool that she said that because it's just like, it's really neat to see that your journey how it interweaved and how things could have gone one way and they didn't because imagine that if Kane had hired me then before I went to Atlanta I might not have had Lyric I might not have had some of my best friends in the world that stood up next to me in my wedding you know so hey shout out to you Natasha thank you for that (laughs) real talk um do you think anyone from the show listened to your tell-all last week (laughs) yeah I would bet my tits on it I would yeah I would bet my one and only pair of Christian Louboutins in that closet. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I love those too much, even though they hurt like a motherfucker. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Like it's like watching a car wash or car wash, a car crash. You know, you can't not look. And those people that I know, hundred percent, I would not doubt that there was further action past that too, but whatever. Yeah. They hundred percent listened. Um, to what? Oh, how many times have you read The Secret? Any other book recommendations? Oh my God, how many times have I read The Secret? So first off, I'm too ADHD to sit down and read it, (laughs) but I listen to it on audiobook. Parts of it like once a year, but through and through at least 20. Other book recommendations, I would 100% recommend all of the books in the series because Rhonda Byrne has The Secret, The Magic, The Power. um, I think... The Magic was my favorite because that one really dives into the active practices of manifestation further than the ideas of it. And then the power was all about like the power of your mind and using that towards manifestation versus like what I talked about yesterday in the podcast about like how I used a tube of red lipstick to manifest my husband by writing like notes of affirmation to myself as if they were from him. You got to go into the podcast because that sounds weirder than it is. Um, That one is just down below this one. Um, Let's see what else. Now, there was another couple of one. Let me get into my audible because there's some really good manifestation books that are a little bit less like flowery than than The Secret because some people have always said that like that's that's one that they like that it gets too hokey pokey for them. Um, Let's see. Oh, The Greatest Secret, by, again, by Rhonda Byrne. That's another one that came out just a couple of years ago. So that one's really good. Um, uh, da, 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 where's that one? Um, not What Happened to You. That's the, Let That Shit Go is a good one. Um, Blue Like Jazz. That's not a manifestation, but that is just a really feel-good story. Um, the Secret to Money Masterclass. That was another Rhonda Byrne one, but I wasn't really all that into that one. 
um, A Place of Yes. That's a good one. That's an old school one by Bethany Frankel. I actually really, really love those books. Oh, there's another one, How the Secret Changed My Life. That's a real, I love, I forgot about that one. That one's good because a lot of times people want this like tangible proof when you really can't feel it until it happens to you or you hear someone else's like testimony about it. And that one's all, oh, I need to download that one again. That one's all about, you know, just how the secret changed people's lives. I'm trying to look for this one that was something about that you're a badass is another good one. Girl, wash your face. I like that one, but I know that Rachel Hollis has her moments. Oh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. That one's great. The Alchemist is great. Ooh, Readers Eat Last. That one is really good. Okay, so the reason why that one is really good is that one was given to me by my first trainer that taught me how to deadlift, taught me how to do a pull-up, like before I ever met Marshall, you know, he was a very, very motivational person in my life, kicked me into fucking shape. You know, it was obviously you guys know about me and fitness and how much that means to me, how much it meant to my relationship with my husband, how much I want to teach my kids that. And this was such a great book. And it's, it's like Simon, Simon Sinek is who it is. Like fun factoid and story about this is I recommended that book to the cowboy hat and it was in a time where leadership was taking over and he was going to be the leader and I wanted it to be a gentle like leg up of just like you know maybe this could be the type of leader you could be because in the book obviously leaders eat last it's a situation where if you put your team ahead of you, not in ranking, because that's stupid, but like if you put them in importance, like in terms of their needs ahead of you, they will always follow you or not follow you by like squelching themselves because that's what a lot of leaders in this one in, t- in particular think that, that leadership needs to be. But it's just like if you give them something to look up to and you lead by example, you're going to be the last one eating at a table if there's not a lot of food. But I guarantee you, if you were ever to be in danger or in trouble, those people would always follow and appreciate and hold you up and there'd be no mutiny amongst the ranks. Because when you walk around as a leader, as if you are the most important thing and the best thing since sliced bread, nobody's going to follow that for long. It's literally like that movie Gladiator, which is so weird that I keep making these references, but it's just like, you know the little brother like you know trying to get after Commodus you know what was his name I forget it was um Joaquin Phoenix's role but it was literally like just I'm plotting to get your space and that's how anyone around you will ever be if you are a person that you're a leader and you always have to eat first lead by example so those are some really I like that question I should do more into the book section of things um, that was a good one. Um, did I put enough posted on my package? Oh, yes. This is one of my We Got This Army. Yes, I did. I got this beautiful gift from one of my OG We Got This Army. It was an amethyst necklace and I could not be more appreciative of it. It's so beautiful. And amethyst is always really good for anxiety, for self-love. And it's also my son's birthstone. And purple used to be my favorite color before gray took its place. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. For real. It was amazing. Um, Let's see what else. Oh, (laughs) 
Can you give the deets on the vaginal rejuvenation you previously had? Yes, I surely can. Um, I've talked about this a little bit before, but um, I forget what the actual technical term of it was. But after I had Malin, I had my tutu like souped up a bit. It was non-surgical. It was a situation where they took blood from you and then mixed out the plasma and I had two different types of this procedure in one because with this vaginal rejuvenation, you can just have a laser and it's not an actual like laser beam laser type thing. It's, it doesn't really hurt because if you can get like laser hair removal or, you know, any other like, you know, cosmetic procedure, it's really not that big of a deal. It's more uncomfortable than anything else, but they do like this laser thing and they stick this, I don't know, it looks like kind of a globe. Well, no, no, no. This one was where they had the probe. And by probe, I mean probe. So it's this big, it looks like, you know, something that you would use in the bedroom by yourself when you're having a lazy Sunday and, you know, you want to feel good. They put that up inside of you and there's a laser and each probe is yours, by the way, which I thought was very important. You get to take that home. Um, It's not like I think they they rinse and reuse because, ew. Um, But they put it in there, they do the laser thing and then they do the laser on the outside of your tutu, like the you know, the outer shell of the taco, if you will. That part is a little spicy, sort of. Um, But the part that was most uncomfortable, but not in a painful way, just a really weird feeling, is they take the plasma and then they insert it into the bean of your taco. And that was like, oh, you're going to put that where? But it doesn't hurt. It just feels very full it literally feel you can feel the liquid like filling that up so it feels like some like your parts of your tutu are like a balloon um so I had that done right before my wedding and I only had like two two or three of the procedures done because I think you can do like nine or ten and then like wait a while and come back and this was two and a half years ago but I didn't want to get another one done because I it was tight like I was like, it's going to close up and it was that, that, uh, rejuvenated and my husband noticed, I'm not going to go too far into that, but I will definitely say it was, you know, if we're going to get down and dirty here and be very real on really Riley, um, in the pleasure zones of things, most of the time women have a hard time, or at least I always did. Not that I couldn't, but it wasn't the quickest bit. It wasn't the quickest ride to the O, you know, internally. It was more the bean stimulation that I would get. Not saying it didn't ever happen, but it was just, you know, that was always the way. Like I would want to be on top and in control and, you know, rocking the boat the way I wanted it. But then after this, holy shit, it was just like three or four left or right. No lie. I had a very good honeymoon and my husband was not complaining. The other fun side effect of this and the reason they were asking me if I wanted to do it after I had my second son Malin is because a lot of times when women have a baby, you laugh and you tinkle on yourself. Like your bladder is just like, you know, your your walls down there are a little loosey-goosey. So it tightens all that up so you don't like have to wear like pads or lady diapers. I didn't have that incontinence problem, but that is another, that was actually what it was for. I think it was intended, you know, initially. But the f- most fun side effect for me was like the pleasure in the bedroom. Like no lie. It was great before. And then it was phenomenal after. And I actually want to get another one because it's been two and a half years. You know, there's been some motion in the ocean since then. <laughs> uh, 
yeah hopefully that was one of those moments where you go what the fuck did she just say uh you guys i love you so damn much like you literally like i love that you take the time to answer these questions and just be here in this corner of the world with me like I was so scared. Oh, we've got another question. I'll get to that in a second, but I want to finish this thought. Like I was so scared that I was going to lose so much of that connection when I lost my radio job more than money, more than notoriety. Cause that's so fleeting and such bullshit. Like it's not actual real life. Like the connection part of it is, but the whole like, Oh my God, like I'm going to get into this party and everybody's gonna give me everything for free and I'm famous. Like, bleh. no. And I don't, I don't know that I was ever famous, like n- notable or like a public figure. Sure. But famous now. Nah. Not, but I mean, yet we'll see. Um, but thank you guys. But uh, the last question: What kind of music do you listen to? So I am all across the board. Let's pull up my playlist. God, do I really want to do this? <clears throat> so as of latest on my phone, on my Apple like um, iTunes library, I have Cisco. <laughs> dong 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 dong. Yep, I said that. Um, Ayana Lee, my idols lied to me listen to that song it speaks my truth uh nelly sweat <laughs> drop down and get your eager longer i was working out and i needed something like a lot of times when i work out i either want edm i'm a sucker for anything edm techno like uh, like house music all of that because that's what i grew up in in florida like i used to dance like a little trampity tramp tramp <laughs> to that but that's my all-time favorite but i was just i needed something to distract me that didn't have like a certain cadence to it that was just kind of a feel-good thing so this is where a lot of these are coming from um i got tim mcgraw in here can't go on i'm loving you i was obsessed with this nelly face right now uh morgan wallen um because malin my second son is obsessed with him um good charlotte is in there Praz, get a superstar. I'll stop singing. Maybe. Um, Missy Elliott, 30 Seconds to Mars. The end. Oh, this was a good one. The end of a world, but it's a beautiful day. It's like very not what they used to be. Or maybe, no, I don't want to say that. It's just like, if you haven't heard that song, which you might have, um, it's sweeter than they their their songs used to be. Um, Miles Cyrus, Endless Summer. Switch Disco. So this is like a, I don't know if they're like super known and forgive me because they probably, they're very well known in the EDM world, but to everybody, I don't know. It's their song React. I found them on TikTok. They're like mixers and they're so fucking good. Uh, Chinchilla. Little Girl Gone. Mm-hmm. That is my song to certain peoples. Um, Emily, em, em, I don't know. Sorry. I don't know how to say her name. Emily? Emily? E-M-E-L-I. I can't imagine that's Emily, but if it is my bad. Sande. Our version of events like that was my power up song um when i was putting all this podcast stuff out and deciding to do the tell-alls um those of you that are og kane show listeners are gonna laugh at this one sandstorm that one's just my song every time i am sad every time i can't do a lift every time i feel like i can't do anything it comes on and i know that uh that's a man upstairs watching out for me nf hope and all other things i can't wait my husband got tickets to see him i think in april or may and he that's his jam too like those between that and marshmallow those are the two that we like bonded over the most musically and oh i can't wait um the very best of bonnie tyler i need a hero when i can't do a lift that is my shit um jesse murph drowning that was another one i found on tiktok um cash cash uh let's see uh Aloe Black, Ellie Goulding, Rob Thomas. He's one of my old school faves. Whit Lowry, 
Rob Bailey and the Hustle Standards. That was my song last year. Pink. Duh. Um, let's see. Connor May Connor Maynard. Is that somebody that's big in the US? Like I know he's big on TikTok and like in other countries, but I don't know if he's really big here, but his shit's good. Um Celine Dion. This particular one is the Ashes Steve Aoki mix. Kanye West. There's I like I'm all over the place. Halsey, Kane Brown, um, Eminem. Let's see who else we got. More marshmallow, David Guetta, uh, Macklemore. He's one of my fucking faves he's a really cool dude um yeah there's more i can put together a playlist for you if you'd like and you can check it out on really really podcast.com but you guys seriously i love you so much for all of the well wishes and if you would do me a quick fave if you would like follow share the podcast if you would leave a review we want to keep it charting keep this shit going and keep saying we got this uh please do that on wherever you listen to really Riley on any of the mediums. Um, and if you guys haven't asked Riley for me, please hit me up at really, really podcast.com at gmail.com. Sorry. Um, and also if you know anybody that just got engaged or somebody that just bought themselves a ring just because they love themselves, I want to do another show me the ring. I haven't done one in a minute. I need to do a couple follow-ups, but I just love talking about jewelry. I love talking about love and I want to do one that's kind of like self-love. I thought that would be really cool. Um, so yeah, hit me up um, on the email, reallyreallypodcast at gmail.com or in the DMs at Riley Couture, at Really Riley Podcast, at House of W, which is the Crystal Intention Candle business. Um, side note, if you guys don't know, Couture is spelled C-O-U-T-U-R-E, Couture like juicy Couture. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And since we are five days a week now, um, I will talk to you tomorrow. And I want to talk about this theory that I found that is so poignant to me right now in my life, the let them theory. Ha ha ha. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. It's really Riley.